Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Gianna. And I'm Marie. And this is Serial from the Box, the podcast where we discuss issues surrounding eating disorder and eating disorder recovery, um, getting back on the bus of free eating, and celebrating being alive every day. Woo woo! Woo! <laughs> So, Marie, how was your week? First of all, a beautiful intro. Thank you for that. You know what? Um, You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. So, my week has been pretty good. It was indeed the week of my birth. Um, Did you have that cake that you were talking about? Your glorious vegan cake? Yeah, I got a vegan cheesecake. Surprisingly, of all places in Gaithersburg. Just just (laughs) thinking about it. Um, yeah, it was, like, kind of actually more underwhelming than I, like, I I had a lot of high expectations for this cake, Mm -hmm. and then the first day I had it, it was kind of, like, too soft, and then I was like, oh, tears, but it tasted good, and then I had it, like, the day after, again, and it was so much better, so it was exciting, you know, Mm -hmm. have a little cake for your birthday, so that's always fun. Did you get any fun gifts? Um... Uh, well, so I like <laughs> from my parents. I chose my gifts because there were things I needed. <laughs> but my um, grandmother gave me some of her jewelry, and Aww. there's they're like these like silver chains. And Aww. if you wear them together, I feel like a Gen Z TikToker. <laughs> like I got that <laughs> the e girl aesthetic going on. Oh, it's so fun. Um, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Mm. I'm yeah. Happy for you. I wish I could have been there. Yeah, I know. Sorry, all the cheesecake's gone now. (laughs) You missed out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. But alas, when a pandemic is over, then we can celebrate our birthdays twofold. So yes. (laughs) Yeah, it will be probably our twenty-fourth birthdays. Yeah. Or twenty-fifth. Who we could do like how 20 long this is going to last. Well, I'm hoping for that vaccine. So in that case, um maybe we could celebrate our 23rd and a half birthdays. Okay, yeah, that will be good. That'll <laughs> you be know, fine. good April halfway 2021/May 2021. Yeah. That'll work. May 1st. Rainbow yeah. <laughs> what is there like more restrictions going up in New York? Yeah, so I actually can't come home for Thanksgiving. Oh, um, big rip. I know, because Maryland um, is on the no-go list anymore. Yeah, because we're so, doing shite so bad. Basically, yeah. I would have to take two weeks off of work or if I went home. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so I can't do that. Because I want to come home for Christmas. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be I nice. I think it'll be a little bit more flexible around the holidays than it is yeah. right well, now. Well, I mean, even with, like, your nannying job, too, like, the kids yeah, probably I won't just, be in school around then, so. Yeah, I, I just don't want to put anybody at risk that doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And also, like, in New York itself, there's a mm-hmm. new rule that you can't have more than 10 people at a private party. Mm, so okay. I also can't go to my boyfriend's house probably for Thanksgiving. How um, many people are going to be there? Well, his mom is here from Israel. 
Right. So he has an aunt. He has two aunts, and yeah. one aunt has three kids, and one has one kid, plus a husband, plus the grandma, plus no That's, one. yeah. That's ten already. So I just, like, I don't know. I uh, know he feels differently about it. He's like, no, it'll be fine. But, like... <sighs> Yeah. I just feel like the grandma's being super careful, and I don't... Like, she she was upset that um, people went to Dunkin' Donuts, so... Oh. I, walked in, I walked in the house with Dunkin' Donuts, and I felt so awkward. Oh my goodness. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't make coffee because I don't have a good coffee machine. You know, you're valid. That's totally fine. <laughs> I just I don't drink coffee every day, so when I do get yeah. coffee, it's like once or twice a week, and it's like four dollars, three dollars. Right, so it's not. It's a good little <sighs> anyway treat. Yeah, it's just been a week, dude. <laughs> oh no! Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. This is our Crazy. mental health check-in uh, episode. Episode. So let's just lay it all out. Um, let me see. I like. I feel like I've just been having meltdowns this week as the reality of a shutdown comes nearer mm, yeah um i'm just like uh, every few days i'm like <gasps> and then i like get over it in like an hour uh-uh. oh. what it would like, what are you most worried about or like i just like feel sad about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just like not again and then mm-hmm. also like the sad reality that my industry not might not come back in the way yeah. that um, I would be able to break into it as a newbie. Mm. So being like, okay, well, I guess I gotta figure it out somehow. And, like, my dad surprisingly being so optimistic about it. I'm like, dad, like, this is not you. Are you okay? <laughs> He's like, you gotta keep practicing your singing. And I'm like, Aww. I think he's being supportive. I or know, trying. he's being supportive. But, like, at some point, I feel like, when is he gonna be, like, the tough love? Like, okay, you gotta, you gotta find something to do. Oh, are you, like, anticipating that? I think so. I'm, like, sad about it. I'm, like, actually, that's, like, something that I've been really sad about. It's, like, if, if I can't have the career that I always wanted, and it's not even my fault, like, right. what what is happening and like I don't want to be a dance teacher forever because I'm so tired because I have such a weird schedule like Mm -hmm. I'm always like waking up at like 8 30 in the morning and I don't get home some days till like 11 o'clock at night it's like Mm, I can't can't do this for until I'm old right yeah that does sound exhausting I don't even know what I'm doing honestly I'm just like um let me see and also like so I'm, like, um, nannying these kids, right? And there's, yeah. the parents are so, so, so nice. But the kids are, like, they're super perfectionists. Huh. So, like, Relatable. every time something... <laughs> <laughs> every time something is, like, hard, they just get so angry. Uh-huh. So, like, half yeah. of my day is being like, okay, it's not my fault. It's not my fault that you don't know what 7 plus 7 is. Like, don't oh. yell at me. Right. I didn't give you the answer. Oh. Um, so it's kind of like I know they're like kids, so I'm like have to just remind myself like they're children. Like don't take it personally when they're upset with you. Like. Yeah. And like I really like let me just say it again. I love 
this family. Like, the Mm -hmm. parents are so nice. The kids, when they are not in school, are so sweet, so fun. Like, we hung out on Wednesday. It was, like, a beautiful day. There was no school. We watched a movie. We just played games. It was so fun. I was like, this is what I signed up for. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like stress by proxy yeah I don't even like know the kids you. are stressed by stressed by school so then you're stressed by the kids being stressed by school mm-hmm. and angry and I feel at bad you for the parents because they're like trying mm. so hard like they are trying yeah. so hard and they're so nice and i feel horrible like <laughs> you know i like feel bad about feeling that way yeah but yeah. i mean i feel like honestly probably even parents feel like that like with their yeah. kids you know what i mean it's part of the process I guess that's why I was saying the other day like so Maria and I are in this group chat and one of our friends is like I don't think I ever want to have kids maybe I'll just like adopt one and honestly I was I was like I want kids I want a family I'm gonna be a mom and I'm like fuck that like (laughs) yeah for four hours a day I can't do it for 12 13 24 hours of this yeah I do uh-huh. also have that. I mean, I don't know my likelihood of having kids in the future, but You're the 23. um, I know You're definitely fine. don't need to be worrying about it. But I feel like every time I think about having to raise a child, especially from birth, the, the amount of overwhelmed that I feel <laughs> is like such a turnoff because I'm like, I'm gonna number one panic (laughs) yeah and then two like i don't want to mess up a kid that's terrifying no definitely not that's like uh, no way no yeah you don't want to do that yeah that's even how i feel when i'm teaching i'm like Mm. i don't want to give you a complex like uh yeah that's true so i'm like am i being a good teacher if i'm just being really nice like (laughs) i would I, I would like to think so, yes. But it's like, did you know? I get where I am today because I was traumatized by my teachers? Also, yes. So. Well, okay. Let me reframe that. Maybe you got where you are today in spite of the trauma that you experienced from that's your teachers. A good, that's a good perspective. <laughs> yeah, just throwing that out there. Because, I mean, like... Well, I'm sure many of us, like, have had something or other happen in our lives whether that's with friends peers at school our parents teachers of Mm -hmm. the like whatever um and there's like you know several ways to be traumatized or to experience trauma or to have a traumatic experience that sticks with you Mm -hmm. um and i feel like everyone that's survived that is currently here while having gone through that process you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So, I feel like in spite of is a better. That's a good framework. Yeah. Marie, how's your mental health doing today? You know, um, like overall, it's okay. Um, I would say like the two biggest things going on for me is one. I, I am, a, am, am in a, like, similar boat with you in terms of, like, feel, or field, what? Uh, that's not what I meant to say. I meant, like, work stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because, 
not like the same thing because clearly my industry is not mm-hmm. really I mean my industry that being social work and stuff like that is impacted but it's still a like necessity mm-hmm. <laughs> of a job much like how nursing and things like that are necessities so mm-hmm. we've just had to like adapt um how we like deliver our services I guess but it's mm-hmm. not like there's I, I don't have like a fear of not getting a job or something like that but I have since like starting my master's program and honestly probably even before been like very worried about having to get a job what kind of job I would get will I like it will I not like it can I move mm. can I not move things like that move so <laughs> I was literally I was like talking about it with my therapist um and it came up kind of randomly like I wasn't anticipating talking about it but then I was saying like how I don't really know like if I want to stay in this state and then I was mentioning like how you live in New York and then like we have other friends that are being interested in moving in New York in like you know the next year or so and things like that so I was Mm -hmm. like you know every time I visited I've loved it there you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. I've only ever visited so how can I know if that's like really a place that I want to be I mean, like, overall, it definitely, like, appeals to me and things like that. Um, But then it, like, gets into this, like, whole complex thing of, like, I'm getting my license in Maryland and there's no reciprocity between states. So then I have to pay extra money and do extra Mm -hmm. things in order to get my license. And I don't really, I'm not, like, not that familiar with that process. And then, yeah, there's just, like, so many factors into it that I end Mm -hmm. up just, like, being overwhelmed and I'm, like have all this self-doubt and I'm like I can't do it so I'm just gonna avoid it and not think about it so not the um healthiest approach but yeah that's been like I mean that's been like a pretty consistent worry that I've had um over the course of the past couple years but I do think about it a lot because there is like a potential that my current field placement um could like offer me a job or something like that assuming like I do well um so like that's nice to like have something like that potentially lined up like the security of that I guess but then at the same time it's like do I really like what I'm doing in my fields placement is that what I want to be doing for the next couple of years yeah forever who's to say I don't really know yeah right it's a big word. Well, then my therapist, my therapist too was like, you know, whatever like decision you make, like it's not permanent. And I was like, I know you say that, but in my head, this feels like a permanent decision yeah. of a big commitment. So yeah. Like, yeah. Today I found out that they were making a chorus line movie and produced <gasps> by Ryan Murphy. His two no. casting agencies only hire union actors. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. That's my um, life. I'm throwing in the garbage. <laughs> that's number one bullshit. Number two, though, uh, can we take bets on whether Darren Chris is going to be in that? Because he most definitely is. He'll be I don't Paul, care if he can't Because Paul dance. is supposed to be Asian. Is Darren is? Chris Asian? No, I'm not that familiar Filipino. with him. Maybe. I think you're probably right. Because Paul's the, the guy who, like, busts his knee and, and he t- sings the song about 
how um, he his dad saw him when he was dressed up as a drag queen, and that's the last time he saw his dad. Yeah, that sounds like a typecast to me. I love it. Yeah. I think Ryan Murphy would do that. Um, yeah, that's like frustrating. To like, uh, I mean, I mean, slightly similar boat with like, I was looking. Whenever I do muster up the courage to look at jobs, <laughs> yeah. Um, then I like find jobs and I'm like, oh, okay, that would be cool. That's what I want to do. And then I look at it and it's like, you need your LCSWC or LCSW, right? which basically, so to clarify for both of you and for people listening. So after graduating my master's program and then getting licensed, I am an LMSW, licensed master's. Master of Social Worker. Uh-huh. Master of Social Work. Anyways. Um, and then you have to wait like two years and get all this supervision and stuff like that in order to become mm-hmm. an LCSWC if you're in Maryland, um, which is a licensed certified social worker clinical. Um, and then and, if like, in other states. Like, no, so it's like. There's just, like, a weird hierarchy of um, licensure. So, like, Mm -hmm. that lets you just do more clinical work, like, therapy and things like that. Um, But it does kind of remind me of, like, I don't know. Credentials and licensing remind me of, like, having to be in a union. Because it's, like, you're paying to do... I mean, granted, it's a one-time fee Mm -hmm. of taking a test and paying the state or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's kind of obnoxious when one things cost money. Yeah. Um, to like further your career. Yeah. No, and the thing is with like actors union, it's like mm-hmm. like you have to work a total of thirty hours in a union theater or something like that to get oh, the okay the union. Mem- I could buy if I was could buy myself into the union. I've <laughs> done that four years ago. Right. But, unfortunately, like, you have to work, like, a total number of hours in a union theater, which means you have to get hired into a union theater as a non-union actor. That sounds impossible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that I'm like, you. where? Right now. Right. Right now. Yeah. How am I, I going to get that? Ryan I mean, Murphy is never going to see me. Unless, I mean, I know we have seven listeners on this podcast. <laughs> One of you. You knows Ryan Murphy. Knows Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Get Gianna in. <laughs> Get in there, bitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's so? What's the second thing? So career oh. thing, and then what's the second? Yeah. Thing? So then the second thing is, um, I don't know like how to explain it, other than maybe like. I think I'm trying to like wrap my head around that I potentially have to prepare for experiencing grief um so my grandfather has been or was in the hospital um and i mean like i've definitely been super worried all of the pandemic about like accidentally giving my grandparents covid because we've been like not being their caretaker, but, like, getting their groceries and stuff like that. Like they Shout live... out to when I didn't give you corona. Love that. Um, we still don't know for sure if you had it, because you didn't take the antibody test. Yeah, but I know. either way, I'm glad I'm good. Um, 
but yeah so i was like low-key been kind of worried about that mm-hmm. and then he well it was like a couple it was like at the start of field actually i was about it was like my first week of field and they had wanted me to come in for one day to their office mm-hmm. um and so i like to, in order to go in you have to like do a little covid screening and wear your mask all day while you're there stuff like that yeah, of course. Which makes sense. And literally that um, that day, like a couple of hours before I went in, my grandfather, I guess my, I don't know how this happened. Someone took my grandparents to Kaiser because mm-hmm. that's their insurance. Took them to a Kaiser facility um, because like my, I don't know, I guess my grandfather was like complaining of like something related to his throat and stuff like that. And um, they were like, oh, we have to get him a COVID test and things like that. Um, so then I was freaking out because, like, the weekend before, we were over at their place um, having, like, a socially distanced, like, lunch situation mm-hmm. um, from to celebrate my grandmother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, I'm basically hearing from my mom, who was talking to my grandmother, that um, they were giving my grandfather a COVID test. So I was like, oh shit, he has COVID. He's going to die from COVID. So then I was like really worried about that. Turns out he didn't have it, which is like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and so basically he's like been having like an inflamed like mouth and throat area to like the point that like he um, cannot do normal functions that you should be able to oh, do. So, basically, he went to the hospital a couple weeks ago, and they gave, like, antibiotics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now released, but has, like, yeah, all these, like, complications and stuff that he has to do. So, I've been thinking a lot about that lately, and then, like, in the, um, I don't know, I feel like in the world, too, um, like, f- famous celebrities have been passing away yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. it, like um our friend jesse was talking about how they know people who have either passed away or are going to be passing away soon because they have like cancer and things like that yeah. um so i've just been like looking looking out for death you know kind of no yeah um, me too and, um, and also, I mean, like, uh, if my field placement is working with people in crisis, so I'm also worried about my clients <laughs> and them being okay and being safe. So it's just, like, been a weird, like, state. Like, it's not, nothing's, like, happened yet, which is good, but I also, it's, like, a slight preoccupation and, yeah. like, thinking about it. Yeah. I understand. Like, my grandpa is, like, very old. He's, like, 93. Yeah, and I think I was, my grandfather's probably like the same age. Yeah. I was supposed to go older. to visit in April. Obviously did not. Um, so yeah. I re- just bought my ticket to go to Austin, Texas, the hotspot of corona, mm-hmm. um, in December, the hotspot of flu season. I, I really – because I think my grandpa's going to die. Yeah. I think he's going to yeah. die, and I want to see him before he dies. Because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like – feel like i just haven't you know i i i want to see him like one time yeah um and like 
Because the thing is, he always is going to the hospital, so I feel like I'm just, like, insensitive to it now. Like, my dad's yeah. like, oh, Grandpa went to the hospital again. Oh, he's home. Right. <laughs> he went home two days later. He's fine. Yeah. So I, I guess that's... Like, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, and I think, like, for me, because, like, I mean, even up until relatively recently, my like, my grandfather was still driving places. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, my I'm, grandpa like, home. still drives. He just drives his car. <laughs> I think there should be a law against that. I don't know how safe that is, but... There should. He's a good driver. He's very yeah. careful. I mean, in Texas, everyone drives like 80 miles an hour, and he's like a nice <gasps> 45. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, But yeah, so I guess like this was like... Uh, a, a, like more on the shocking side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... And I can, like, tell you more details about it later, but for the sake of not being possibly triggering, I'm going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's definitely, like, a weird th- thing to process and, like, wrap yeah, my head around. Um, so I'm sure you can understand that since you're going through a similar thing. Yeah. It's weird to think about people just dying. Like, they're just not going to be there anymore. That's what freaks me out about it. I it like there's something about it that seems not real, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's like, what happens after that? Well, I guess nothing. I think. I know. You know, it's the weird like, thing. Like just the same. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gianna just like looked back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. So I did want to ask you. Um, about your calling your referrals to check on your ADHD. I did call, I called, but my appointment is not till December 1st. That's so far away. I know, and it's not even in person, so I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, like, why are you that busy? You can call me, it's gonna take 30 seconds, I'm gonna just tell you what's going on with me, and you're gonna be like, either you having ADHD or like both, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so it's definitely going to take longer than 30 seconds, I can guarantee that. Because the um, last time I went to a psychiatrist, <laughs> yeah. they literally talked to me for like 10 minutes and they're like, okay, here you go. Where did you go? Somewhere next to, so if you know Maryland, okay, <laughs> so do you know um, when you go towards, um, and, you're, and you're in Gaithersburg, yeah. And you go towards that Home Depot and the Love Sushi place, and there's, like, a Burger King. It's, like, when... Okay, so if you're going to King Farms... <laughs> you're literally about to call out the psychiatrist that you went to, like, right now. Why He's did you old. go? When was it? When did it this was happen? It was, like, um, my junior year of college. Yeah. Because I was just, like, very depressed. And, yeah. And, like, I went to the doctor, and I, like was like yeah like they you know how they screen you yeah and i was just like i was honest i was like girl i'm going through it and she was like yeah. okay here you go you should go to this guy because he's the only one that your insurance is covered so i hate like, insurance yes mm-hmm. and then i waited for an hour after my appointment for him to, to be for him to see you for 10 minutes and say here's yeah, some and antidepressants and like they didn't even work i just had to like stop what did they, a little bitch what did <laughs> No, don't say that. What did they put you on? Like, the normal one. 
what's the one that everyone gets? Prof, prof, Prozac? Prof, pro, Prozac, yeah. Uh, do you know how many milligrams? I'm sure you like don't 20. Remember. Okay, yeah, well that's, you were also only on 20 milligrams. And then he was like, this should be good. He's like, oh yeah, also get a therapist. I was like, thanks. Thank you. I know. I'm giving you a, a side eye. I, I did get one. I had one that whole semester that I took it. Yeah. And How then, is she? Then, or he? Or they? They were funny. They were, like, interesting. And then, yeah. like, it didn't really do much. It was, like, fine. Because it was through, it was, well, like, school. So. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to interject with a quick, quick disclaimer about medications and also therapists, I guess. Number yeah. one. Um, everyone should consider medication as like a part of their toolbox and something that they can use and benefit. No, um, I also and- want a real therapist. Like I, I'm not just doing we're, this. Like, we're, I also am looking mm-hmm. for a therapist that's not an e-therapist. Yes, we will get to that for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exchange some words about e-therapists. Um, but yeah, so medication should definitely be a tool that's accessible to everybody in their toolbox and obviously different medications are going to work differently for different people different dosages are going to work different for different people um so and also i think like i had a psychiatrist explain this to me once she was through my school she was really nice but i ghosted her Mm -hmm. um but we don't talk about that um (laughs) but basically um she said to me that like yeah um she said to me that like medications like kind of help raise your baseline you know what I mean I feel like yeah. a lot of times we either think medications are either gonna fix everything or you're like dependent on them or they don't work like those are the mm-hmm. three the three options and I feel like that's just kind of like it can be people's experiences but I don't think it's necessarily like how it's not a good way to perceive them that way is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. um and so she basically said, like, medications, especially, I mean, if it's supposed to be, like, a mood, like, antidepressant or an SSRI or something like that, or if it's for anxiety or whatever, it's just supposed to raise your, like, baseline. So, like, for instance, if you have, like, a low mood, if you have a scale from 1 to 10, your mood's, like, a 3, for mm-hmm. example, right? 1 being on the lower end. It's supposed to raise it enough to make it tolerable or manageable, and then you can have therapy come in and all the coping skills you already have to help get you through that, right? Yeah. And then same with anxiety. If your anxiety is really high, like at an eight, it should bring you down so your anxiety is more manageable or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, which is why having having medication as a part of your toolbox while you're also seeing a mental health professional is super helpful in my personal opinion. Yeah, Um, for sure. But... (laughs) segueing into this therapist situation do you want to talk about your experience with the the yeah what was it was it better health is that what it's called i forget the name of it yeah so let me just tell you my two therapist experiences yeah please so my first one was at school and i was like Mm -hmm. you know what let me like we'll take care of my life so i like i also had like a nutritionist at school yeah Mm -hmm. Because, like, it was, like, through the dance department, I kind of was, like, I gotta do this. And they Wait, were, like, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the purpose of the nutritionist through the dance department? Oh, no, I just like, needed, like, so that they would actually give me an appointment, I went through the dance department. 
Oh, okay, okay. I was confused because so, it's like, I don't know if like my school had a nutritionist on site. I don't really know mm-hmm. if they did, but I was just curious if it was linked to the dance school. Like, what's the no, purpose no, no, of no. funding one? Okay, got you. Never mind. It was um, through, like, it was like a health center. Um, and mm-hmm. then I also like had like a therapist at the, um, or a counselor, I don't really know. Right. At like the mental health, whatever. Yeah, like the counseling center. My college. Mm-hmm. and like so that was like a little weird like the nutritionist lady all she told me was like you should drink chocolate milk after you dance and she's like and you should like eat pasta and like edamame is really good for you <laughs> like, that's so really cute got... what fun she was advice nice. okay interesting she was really nice but i yeah. just like first of all i wasn't ready to hear it second of all whatever um mm-hmm. what if like i just like also didn't want to drink just like plain chocolate milk i was like not (laughs) not your Um, yum (laughs) yeah but it was just like i don't know the therapist like i feel like he like didn't really get like what my like i didn't really know what i was going for i just like was like Mm. i need help yeah you know like sometimes you don't know how to articulate what you need and then yeah Mm -hmm. and then he was like okay i guess like self-esteem and i was like maybe like i don't know i don't know so i i had like and then I had the e-therapist over Corona yeah. because I was just having so many mental breakdowns. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, I, like, didn't really know how to do therapist and, like... Uh, just, I didn't really know how to do therapist. Like, how, <laughs> That's like, what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely what I said. So I just, yeah, like, had do therapy. And she was yeah. really nice, but, like... I feel like we didn't really connect because it was, like, e-therapy. So I could be, like, doing other stuff while doing yeah. that. But you, like, texted her and stuff. It wasn't, yeah. like... Yeah. It was, like... It wasn't, like, I telehealth. Had... I like, just having was, a therapy like... appointment via video call or something. It could have been a video call. I just chose just not to that. do it. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, I the, the first one I did it on, on chat. And then... After that, I just never switched it to, like, video because I thought it would be awkward. Mm. And then I did just ghost her also. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I think it's an experience that many people have probably had. I just, um, like, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't articulate, like, what was wrong. Do you have, like, and better by the time, insight by now? The time, I just think I need, like, just to be kept on, on track and focused. Because a lot of it is, like, I want to have, like, I want my friends to be my friends, and I want my boyfriend to be my boyfriend. I don't want them to be my therapist. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I need an outlet to, like, because I feel like I have a lot of anxieties about life, mm-hmm. and yeah. I also have such a hard time keeping things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I don't want to be, like, always just complaining about that to my friends and, like, to Noam because, like, he's not, like, we're not dating so that he can just take care of me all the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I think there's a good boundary between, like, someone taking on a role that they shouldn't. Like, I mean, the same way that your therapist isn't going to be, like, your friend, technically. Yeah. Um, you know, your friend shouldn't be your therapist, but there is, like, you shouldn't feel like you're burdening your friends just because you're telling them about your life and your problems. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing, um, 
anything like that because I mean that's part of the reason that you have friends is for them to be there to support you um but I do like like, get your yeah yeah, like your sentiment that it's like nice to have like a neutral third party that's there to just support you to kind of fill that role and help you like sort through your thoughts and your feelings and stuff like that yeah so that's that um but yeah so I'll let you know how that goes um so are you looking for December 1st yeah are you looking for a therapist right now um I have to write it down so that I remember to do it but I did plan on it I got a whiteboard so I could remember (gasps) to do things that's so fun that will be really helpful I've only done one of the things, um, which was the least important thing. That's okay. Um, That's something. I left to pay my bill. My bills <laughs> is still there. Mm-hmm. And also cleaning mm-hmm. is still there. And I should write down look for a therapist also. Yeah. Well, I can also help you with that if you need help. Because I'm very good at it, I have to say. Thank you. I navigate uh, psychology today very well they have like a find a therapist button and i that's quite enjoy it that's incredible yeah and like also they gave like the e-therapy place gave me an e-therapist that specialized in lgbtq plus issues and not that i'm not like, <laughs> you know but you're unfortunately like, like pretty straight so but like i'm like mostly <laughs> mostly straight yeah like um and like i don't have any issues about being gay yeah (laughs) so like you know that's not my problem right um like I don't need to come out to anybody um Mm -hmm. but like my therapist was literally like she was like I saw her little picture and I don't I don't make assumptions but very gay polo (laughs) khakis a boy haircut what can you say Ellen DeGeneres (laughs) amazing but like she did give me like good strategies and like how to be like more organized which i kind of used Mm -hmm. um so yeah but that is just the tip of the iceberg i feel yeah i mean i mean especially like if you factor in like the like anxious thoughts and feelings that you're having in yeah. addition to like you're in recovery from an eating disorder yeah i feel like etc 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 a jumble <laughs> i mean which is fine it's just like i mean i think for most people and with most disorders uh like mental disorders or like you know symptoms that people Mm -hmm. could be experiencing i think at the end of the day like it typically boils down to like trauma in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a big t trauma or anything like that but something that needs to be processed and worked through so so simply therapy like in general like when people like can you just be like i want to talk about like my childhood and like just get over it like do well, people just do that? Uh, like, I don't know how to talk. Like, when your therapist yeah. is like, what's wrong? And you're like, um... Okay. Like, how are you doing today? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, let's talk, let's talk about therapy. Okay, so... First things first, I find for myself specifically, 
the start of the session is always the most awkward because it's hi how are you and then we're all conditioned to be like i'm fine things are good i'm great and then like 10 minutes later you're crying in the middle of the session so it's like oh were things really that good i don't know um but so usually like and i don't know if this is your experience when you were doing the like e-therapy but it sounds like you were kind of this was a little bit your experience with the um college counselor um usually you go in with um you go in with kind of like what's wrong kind of situation and then from there you develop goals or like a quote-unquote treatment plan like on the Mm -hmm. clinicians end they're developing a treatment plan for you so it's going to be a collaborative conversation of like here's things going on in my life these are symptoms that i'm experiencing these are Mm -hmm. things that are a stressor for me whatever And then from there, you use that to kind of figure out what you want to get out of it. So Mm -hmm. I guess using me as an example, with the therapist that I am currently seeing, I started seeing her at the beginning of um, quarantine, I guess. And I came to her with like a referral from my nutritionist. And um, I guess like I more or less came in with like, here's the eating disorder symptoms that I've experienced in the past or whatever and I want to recover kind of thing right Mm -hmm. so that's initially what I came to her with but it kind of quickly turned into like I feel like I'm struggling in these other areas of my life that really have nothing to do with the eating disorder or don't seem directly Mm -hmm. related they're not like eating disorder behaviors um and I think I need to like work on myself kind of in -hmm. order to get through, you know, improve myself, get through those things, whatever. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of like what my goals look like now. So in a way, like, yes, your goals can be really, they don't have to be specifically related to like, say, I'm a person with ADHD. So my goal is to find ways to keep myself focused and organized. Like that could be it, but it doesn't have to be. And I think depending to like, I mean, I think a lot of therapy tends to inevitably kind of start going back into the childhood because what therapists tend to do as well is they want to gather like a history, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to be you kind of giving like a brief overview of your life or as your sessions continue, you start talking about things that happened in childhood and things like that, that could be connected to what you're experiencing now. So they just had a flashback. What did you have a flashbook to? In like college therapy, they were. I'm just being like, tell that little girl that it's okay to eat candy. It's okay. You don't have to hide anymore. You know what? Uh, That's exactly like my (laughs) other therapist that I used to have. But like, that's like pretty kind of standard, actually, surprisingly. Like, Mm -hmm. to do like some kind of inner child work. And, like, I will be the first to admit that that is super duper uncomfortable. Uh, And for the several years that I was in therapy where that would come up, I would say I hated every second of it. But as someone who's, like, also learning how to be a clinician, there's a lot of value in that kind of, like, doing that kind of work. And even just, like, on an individual level, like, that's something, like, working with your inner child is something you can do, like, kind of by yourself in a way i just feel like some i didn't degree. understand it at the time at the like, time yeah the fuck? yeah because i mean like it's like the idea that like um 
how to best put it like your inner child right is the one that like mm-hmm. carries the wounds that you've accumulated throughout life right so to show yourself and that little child within you compassion um and reassurance and all these positive things that you know and like unconditional love mm-hmm. things that you probably didn't receive from the people around you mm-hmm. like that's really important to like the healing process so yeah maybe my next my next um therapeutic experience i'll, I'll go yeah. back to that <laughs> yeah i mean it doesn't always like have to like like i said it really depends on like the kind of therapy you do and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i feel like they all inevitably are gonna talk about childhood in some way shape or form just so, like you have mm-hmm. a better insight of like why things are the way they are now yeah. um but yeah i guess like the bottom line to answer your question is that no you don't have to directly come in and be like i want to talk about my childhood like i kind of had to low-key do that with my current therapist to just be assertive that I didn't need to talk about anything going on in the present um but also like with my therapist I had before that that stuff came pretty organically in the process of just like trying to recover and you know whatever do you feel like do you feel like talking a lot about like your childhood and stuff has actually like helped you and right now um I guess yes and no in in the ways that like I did gain a lot of insight about Mm -hmm. like how dynamics that were like playing out in my family and throughout my I guess cumulative experience impacted me as a person and how I am and how I operate and how I respond to things and Mm -hmm. also like I have a better understanding of how that relates to how I view myself right so like it I guess it gave a lot of clarity at the time that this was happening um but I don't think I think now I'm starting to do more of the work that's gonna lead towards processing that there's there's like a difference between knowing something and processing something in like just my personal experience right right Mm -hmm. um so like you may I mean just like for a random example you may know how like your parents' attitudes towards food and their body impacts your attitudes mm-hmm. towards food and your body. But that might not actually, like, heal. Simply yeah. knowing that doesn't actually heal however that's necessarily impact you or the emotions or feelings that you have towards it. You know no, what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's just, like... no yeah (laughs) awkward pause you know what I mean so yes in some ways it's helpful sometimes it's not but I mean I guess like that's the overall um thing of therapy too is like different things might be different sorry different things might help you in different ways at different times Mm -hmm. so considering where I was three years ago when I was doing a lot of that work to gain insight onto my into my childhood Mm -hmm impacted what I was able to get from that yeah that's um that's so a good way to look at it yeah I don't know it's ongoing work I guess mm-hmm. is what I can say but you're good right like everything's going good <laughs> yeah I'm like totally fine of course <laughs> no yeah I mean such is life 
such is life to have good days and bad days but that's okay yeah we're all here working and then when corona's over i'll be happy as a clam you think I feel like, well, hopefully more of our friends will be in New York by New that York. time, and that'd be nice. I think for you. I'm just so extroverted. Um, like I'm really extroverted, but I'm like a little bit of a quiet, quieter extrovert. Yeah. Like I love being around people, and like yeah. I love being busy and doing things. So I think I'll be back in my element when. Yeah. Are back. In, That's true. In that makes sense. Do you know your Myers Briggs? INFP. How are you an INFP if you just said you're an extrovert? I I need you to retake it. I love being around people. I just don't <laughs> like to talk to them. But where do you where do you gain your energy from? Being alone like, or being I, with people? I I need to be alone or I'll be overwhelmed. But mm. I love being around people so much. Okay, maybe you're pretty like closer to fifty fifty. Definitely, because I'm. I know like. If I'm alone too much, like, I don't know what to do with myself, but I right. like to be, I like to be with other, like, with one person and not talk to them and just lay mm-hmm. on my bed. Yeah. Brilliant. You know I what do I love mean by that? that? Like, yes. I like to do my yes. own thing in the presence of others. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's anyway. amazing. Cool. Oh. Last hmm. thing, um, yeah. any updates on the cats in your yard? I saw the video. They're <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this morning I was like feeding them. Um, I've named them all various random names, so I can keep track of them. So Wait, what are their names? This won't make any know. sense to you all, but I'll share anyways. So you could check um on TikTok. Well, that see, I don't even have enough like on TikTok because that that one cat that I posted on TikTok. She doesn't come around anymore. So her name is Athena. Okay, let me break this down for you. I'll give you a visual picture. Mm-hmm. So there's three mom cats that have all had kittens either in my yard or by my yard <laughs> over the course of this year. Okay. Um, the first mom to have kittens in our yard, and she directly, I think, had them in our yard, uh, is Rosie. Okay. Um, her name is Rosie because I named her after the musical Gypsy in which Mama Rose is a character. So she's a mom. Her name is Rose. I call her Rosie. Great. Um, So Rosie had three kittens. Um, Two. No, that's not true. That's not true. I was just about to say, um, so so some of the kittens, because I worked over the summer to like trap, neuter, and release a lot of the cats. Um, but because there were so many kittens, we were only able to get so so many of them to be fostered and then later adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them are still living as like stray outdoor, feral outdoor cats, I guess. They're not strays. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had three kittens. I named them all after characters in the musical Gypsy. So there's Gypsy, who's like a tortoise colored um, cat. June, who's like an orange tabby. And then Herbie who's orange and white. And so Herbie hangs around with this other group of cats. So this mom cat's name, she's a black cat. Her name is Black Bean. How original. (laughs) And then she had, I think, four kittens in her litter, two of which, uh, who I also named, but doesn't matter because they got fostered and are Mm -hmm. hopefully adopted at this point. Um, So two of her kittens went to get adopted 
two of them we had to release because they were like too old when I got them caught them mm-hmm. um one is a calico her name is lilac the other one is tortoise colored and her name is hazel um so this morning black bean hazel lilac and herbie all came to eat food from me and I was so close to them like Herbie I don't know if he's like dumb or just more socialized than like um I think he like there's like basically how they get into my yard is these like holes kind of underneath our fence and so Mm -hmm. I'm putting out food in like the usual spot and he's like kind of hiding in like the flowery bushes that we have and then I'm like putting food down and I split it onto two different trays and then like was mashing down the food with the wet food on the other tray Mm -hmm. and he would like start coming up to the food and get like two feet away from me and then I'd like turn and look at him and then he would like back off and then like come again and so like he really wanted the food and was not gonna care that I was there but then he was also afraid yeah so so close so close he was very close to me this morning and then um then the other mom cat was athena who i made tiktok videos of and she had five kittens but all five kittens were able to be fostered and adopted so i didn't give them any names so good i'm so happy yeah so there was five plus four plus three do the math that many kittens in my yard over the course of the summer 12 yeah so I've caught 12 kittens and three cats. Incredible. 15. If you want to Yeah. If you want to keep following Marie's cat adventures, um you can't, but you can keep listening to our podcast. Yeah, we'll give you updates here. <laughs> you can find yeah. us on Instagram at cereal from the box. Um and you can find me at Gianna Bardellini, Marie's private because she deserves her privacy. Um, but if you have any questions, you can always email us, uh, serialfromthebox at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, anything else? No, give us suggestions of what you'd like us to talk about. Or just Please. tell us about your day. We'd love to chat. Be my friend. Please. Yeah, especially if you live in New York. Hit up Gianna. York, She's a cool cat and you're not mean, please be my friend. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.